Live from the Winterfell Crips, a podcast that wishes Varys' name was actually Maester Clean, it's Sif the Thrones. Welcome to Sift the Thrones, an eight-week exploration of Game of Thrones' final season. I'm Aaron Dyster, and I'm joined by my usual Sif Pop co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy. As well as one of the creators and writers of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson. Hey! What up, everybody? Each week, we're going to chat about the latest episode theories, predictions, and whatever else is on our minds. If you enjoy what's going on here, be sure and check out our weekly pop culture podcasts. Uh, we've got Sif Pop. As well as the Sincast presented by Cinema Sins uh, that you can check out wherever you do your podcasts. Well, guys, the final season of Game of Thrones is upon us. How yeah. are we feeling? Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, I think I think the combination of you two is where I am excited and trepidatious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be interesting. We thought we would get together. I'm excited to chat with you two, Andrew. You and I get to chat every week on the podcast. Chris, you and I chat. Through Cinema Sin stuff, and I've been on the Sin cast before, and I think this is going to be a fabulous combination because I think we all kind of bring different elements to our exploration of this show. I feel like I'm kind of the one that has the least detailed mind. Like, I, I don't remember characters' names, relationships, those kind of things are hard for me to hold on to all those things. So I have to do, like, study and research if I'm going to remember a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, Chris has a mind like a steel trap. Like, he could pretty <laughs> much tell you any actress's age. Just name an actress and he knows their age. Or... Scarlett Johansson. Uh, 35. <laughs> See? I'm afraid to check it. But I'm, I'm just going to go with he's right. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where Chris always amazes me when we went to the awards together, he was naming all these actors and actresses who I knew their faces cause they'd been in stuff, but I just would never have gotten that. Like, you know, had been able to dig deep enough to actually find the names. So you're a, Oh, you're that guy from that one thing. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, or I'll open up my phone and try to figure it out before I approach them. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I do. Smooth. Um, so, so Chris, I'm excited to have you on. Do you find that like having that that brain for holding on to information like that is helpful in Game of Thrones? Like, how have you kind of approached the show? And I think each of us will talk about like kind of what the show has been for us in our you know history with the show. But why don't you start, Chris? Like, what's uh, your history with Game of Thrones? Um. Okay. So, uh, I I did not start watching it right away. Uh, when they first advertised it, I was like, oh, another fantasy epic. Uh, okay. <laughs> and um, and then about three episodes in, a friend of mine who I trust said, "This is really good. You're gonna have to get on this." So I was like, all right, I'll start watching it. So I have, I've watched it ever since. Um, so you got caught up and started watching it from like week four of season one. And, um, and uh, I, I'm, I've been on it ever since. And then uh, at the end of, I believe it was six, season six, I rewatched the entire series. Um, and uh, the only season I haven't seen a sec uh, second time is this last one, this first part of the new season. Okay. Very nice. Um, Andrew, what was your experience with this show? Like, when did you get into it? And I jumped on immediately because I was looking for a fantasy epic to fill the void that Lord of the Rings left whenever, you know, that 
trilogy ended and the hobbit decided not to uh to regain (laughs) exactly yeah but um see i'd grown up playing like tabletop like dungeons and dragons and stuff like that so this has always been like a style in my wheelhouse so whenever i saw it and it turned out to be even better than i imagined it could be i hadn't read the books until like season three is when i started actually reading railroad martin's book series and Mm. uh yeah, it's it's really good because it's yeah, it's fantasy, but there's so much, you know, political like realism and stuff like that. That's just something you never really find in this style of show. I was thinking today and I'll just say this before I kind of go into my relationship with the show, but I was thinking today it's kind of like um it like has all those those mystical magical elements of a show even like lost or something like that where you have these mysteries but because it's so it feels so authentically human like with the plot and everything you, that stuff almost gets to exist you know in its own like background without the focus so you know the, it's just it's a different experience uh because of those things so i was just thinking that today it's house of cards with dragons House of Cards with yeah, Dragons. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like um, it. I my experience with Game of Thrones is similar to Chris's, except uh, I started a lot later. I think I started after season two, so I think there were two seasons in the books before I ever saw a single episode. Uh, all I knew about it to begin with, uh, or the the scuttlebutt I heard in my circles, was it was like Lord of Rings uh, meets pornography. That was basically, mm, you know mm. what I mean? Like people were like, it's all about the sex, it's all about this or whatever. And then around season three, people were stopped saying that to me and were more like, no, actually this is a really good show that all, just also has violence and sex and that kind of thing. And so I decided to give it a shot. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't jump on on that first selling point. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I gave it a shot and I immediately fell in love with the characters and the storylines, uh, definitely binged those first two seasons pretty quickly and then have been on board ever since. Um, it is, and the show itself, I think has shifted its focus from titillation to storytelling, like the balance of that. There's always been great storytelling in the show, but you can tell, especially in those first two seasons, they were, there was somebody in the room who was like, where are we putting the naked people in? You know, where are we putting the sex scene in? <laughs> yeah. How uh, do you lure people in to watch this this show? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and not that there isn't any nudity after season two, but it does feel a little more balanced after that, uh, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. So that's been kind of my experience with the show. Uh, we're going to have uh, an uh, episode after every single episode of game of thrones this year so this will be kind of the preview episode and then we'll do seven more right because there's seven episodes in the mm-hmm. final season yeah and then is there still a movie after that oh i don't think anybody said anything about that i think there are spinoff materials that they're looking at okay um that kind of thing i haven't heard anything about a movie although what i've heard is probably the last couple episodes will be like movies that they'll be you know close to movie length so, yeah, that is true that there's going to be some like two hour episodes. I don't know if we go to two. You think there'll be a two hour episode? Probably. Man, usually when they go long, they usually make it like an hour and 15 or something like that. Yeah. They don't go to two hours. I, I bet they go to 90. I wouldn't be surprised if the season, fin- the series finale were to do something like that, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about our thoughts on the final season. We're going to uh, kick off the game of predictions, which is going to be fun. There are actually points in everything, guys. So I'll lay out the rules for you okay. on the game of predictions when we get there. Uh, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, and then I thought, as we kind of do a preview, I thought maybe we'd start off with persons of interest. In other words, Game of Thrones is a show about characters. And so I just thought we'd start throwing out character names and just kind of have general thoughts about where they are, where they might be going. Now, I will tell you, I have identified 30 persons of interest in Game of Thrones, 30 of them. Um, And I don't know a ton about all of them, but these seem like people uh, who are important enough to the story that, you know, at least warrant a mention. Um, And also are people who are still alive (laughs) because that's that's the other requirement. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start running these down and basically we'll just take it, um, you know, one person at a time and you can just give, you can give general thoughts on the character, thoughts on where they're at, what they might do, that kind of thing. And we'll just kind of see how this flows. Does that work? Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's kick it off with Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Gosh. Andrew, why don't you start? Probably my favorite character in the show. Really? Yeah, I think so. Just, he's such a mesmerizing and captivating character just this journey he's been on from drunkard you know to fugitive and now to almost like a general you know it's crazy to see well currently he's he's daenerys's hand right yeah hand of the queen yeah and uh i I, maybe the general thing is because you remember the the war that you know almost killed uh, his brother you know with the dragon you know just destroying the entire uh, King's Landing army, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing him just overlook all of that, and he's just a fascinating character to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, what do you got, Chris? What do you think of Tyrion? Uh, he's the moral center of the entire show, right? Um, I think so, right from the get-go. Yeah, um, uh, he is the guy in season one that is very skeptical of you know white walkers and things like that uh but he you can tell he has an open mind as he experiences different things uh throughout the series and and uh and he's you know sort of no nonsense when it comes to uh you know once he finally sees proof before his eyes uh what's happening and and at the end of that last season while uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow are getting it on, mm-hmm. he has this very worried look on his face. And we don't know yeah. why that worried look is there. Uh, we don't know if it's just because uh, he doesn't approve of the match or if he has some secret knowledge that the audience ironically has. Um, but uh, he's very worried about it for some reason. <laughs> and I have a feeling that uh, he's he's going to be you know, sort of the... The, the person that tries to guide Daenerys either out of it or out of that relationship or at least advise her on it um, of some, you know, try to get the right thing to happen. Yeah, I think that's right. So uh, that guy you just had, you know, that's your nephew. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's very possible with all the readings he's done and and, and knowledge he has that he may suspect uh, what has happened. And, um, and I don't know if it's because I, yeah, I, that worried look is, has been the, the biggest thing 
leaving that show the last time we saw it, which was two years ago. That's the one thing that I've been wondering about since. I think uh, I think you're right. And I think what's interesting with uh, Tyrion in this place is, I mean, he's the most theorized about character, I think. A lot of people think he may be a Targaryen because of the way he interacts with the dragons, uh, that there may be a secret there, something like that, mm-hmm. um, which would, again, be fascinating. Um, oh, I should also stop and say, since we're already partway into this, if you're worried about spoilers, you're in the wrong place. Because oh, yeah. we're assuming you've seen everything up until this season, and we will spoil the episodes when we talk about them. So this is a spoilers aplenty zone. So I'm sorry, I should have said that up front. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and the other thing about Tyrion is he is, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you can name somebody else, but I think he's the funniest character in the show too. Like he has at least the most memorable lines, you know, all yeah. these line after line. He just has the right thing to say. Uh, as I've been rewatching, uh, some of these episodes, uh, to write for TV sins. Uh, that's one of the things I've been struck by is just how clever and hilarious he is with almost every one of his comebacks. Um, but I think you're right. I think he's the moral center. Uh, I think right from that first meeting with Jon Snow, where he compares Jon Snow being a bastard to him being a dwarf, mm-hmm. uh, is is beautiful and is kind of his theme. You know, his theme is about broken things. And I, I don't know. I it I, As Tyrion goes, the show goes, I think, in a lot of ways. So I think he'll, he'll play a role uh, right to the end, um, yeah. is my guess. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's go with uh, Cersei Lannister. We'll just go through the Lannisters first. So she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> or is she? Well, what what makes you think she is? I don't. What if she's lying? What if she's you know using it for some sort of empathy with with Jamie? I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I don't feel like she'd do that because. Of the way she was talking about how when that White Walker was running right after her, she wasn't afraid for her life. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably paraphrasing what she said, but she was afraid for her unborn child or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it I'm just seemed you. like just a weird thing to lie about. Yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts on Cersei? Uh, it's amazing how complex this character is. Um, uh, it's easy to, on first blush, say that she's just pure evil. And yes, she does have that sort of element to her. Uh, but when you, I, the, the show's been pretty good about explaining where she comes from, uh, that she was basically raised just to become someone's wife and, uh, and have kids and, and this is beyond her choice. And, uh, and she's finally getting to experience, what it's like not to have anybody tell her what to do. And, um, and there's a a sort of, uh, I don't know if there's a way to redeem this character in any way, but, um, I do, I do think that the, uh, her childhood leading up all the way to the point where she marries Robert Baratheon, um, is, uh, is a is an interesting uh, sort of just damage that that character took. She was probably a much nicer person at one point, but uh, I mean, I guess she was always um, mean towards Tyrion and everything. But um, but I get the sense that she was all wild eyed and and a lot like uh, Sansa Stark was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you and, can hear that. You can hear that in some of the conversations she has with Sansa. You know. Yeah. 
and uh and then just sort of uh you know she she sort of just realized that oh nothing matters nothing is you know nothing is uh i don't have any power over this now she's finally experiencing it and it's and it's terrifying to put a character that damaged into a position of power like that but i've always sort of uh empathized with her character in some way just because she really had no choice but to become what she's become. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's the clear villain other than the Night King of the remaining characters. Mm-hmm. Like if you had to classify people into heroes and villains. Yes. Um, I think she's the clear you know, villain of the human characters remaining. I, I guess maybe you could throw the mountain in there, but he's kind of just her. He's a zombie. Yeah, her zombie yeah. at this point. So... I, um, I cannot wait for Clegane Bowl. That's going to be the best. <laughs> what if it never happens? Oh, it's going to happen. I I will say the show is not over until Clegane Bowl happens. <laughs> I can see Andrew protesting on the streets you, after the final episode. You, you know, didn't give me Clegane Bowl. It yeah. would be awesome if they end the show, the credits roll. Oh, post credit scene. <laughs> and then there's a credit scene, yeah, where they're fighting. <laughs> No, it just ends with with uh, with the hound being like, "So are we gonna do this?" And then it cuts to black. Rocky yeah. three. <laughs> That's right. Rocky three. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to uh, Jamie Lannister, uh, Cersei's brother slash lover uh, slash child maker partner. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you uh, What do you think, Andrew? Hands off to that guy. <laughs> nice. Great. Yeah. No, he um, he's had a really interesting journey. From like season one and season two, everybody hated Jamie. Well, the very first episode, yeah, you know, he's, he's having sex with his sister and then pushes and Bran then pushes Bran out the window. Yeah, <laughs> but then he just goes through some turmoil, tor- and he is now people's like the people who are cheering and rooting for it's him. It's crazy. Yeah, how do you re- like the redemption of that character is so weird. Yeah, 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 and uh, and then just when you think that you're gonna like him. He rapes Cersei. Right. And uh, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to think about this guy. I think I think he's just as evil, but just doesn't have the power ambition. Mm. He's like a lazy evil. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't I mean, maybe he's got I, I mean, he obviously has way, way nicer qualities. Uh, you know, he's the one who helps Tyrion out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 does seem to have sort of a he he may be just be you know maybe he was just more directed by uh his father than anything just like mm-hmm. all of them are uh but uh I guess he's I guess he's sort of a counterpoint to Cersei uh but he's he's I don't know it's it's a it's a tough one he's another tough one uh because I don't I don't. I don't agree with just completely liking this character all of a sudden. Yeah, no, he's he's still very complex. There's there's a bit of an anti-hero kind of element to him, but I I don't know that he can be fully redeemed. I think he may sacrifice himself for somebody. Um and that you know, that may be as close to redeemed as he can be at this point, but um but I don't know. Who who would I mean is is he into um what is it? Brienne? Is that her name? No, that's Tormund's girl. What are you talking no, about? No, I'm just telling you. It's the <laughs> oh, love triangle. They're all love triangles. Yeah. They're going to make, make giant babies. 
pretty big deal about that being a thing. Uh, yeah. There. Uh, but yeah, they have they have sort of uh, switched it to Tormund over over the past few seasons. Yeah. And it makes more sense too, since Brienne is is a giant. Yeah. I have a theory about Jamie. I think he's going to kill Cersei. I well, I think that's I think I think that's the prophecy, right? If I'm understanding from people who've read he's the gonna book, he's going to be the king. In, well, the books aren't there yet. Well, the, no, 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 no. But the prophecy is in the books about uh, you, like you will be, stra- I think, strangled by your twin or something like that. There's some prophecy that's almost explicitly that Jamie will kill Cersei or something. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, like that. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't remember that, but um, but that makes a lot of sense, and especially it's a it's a definitely a um, a sort of a circular character arc because we are introduced to him as the Kingslayer, yeah, and uh, by and and we know why he did it because the uh, the king was going to burn everybody in King's Landing down, essentially burn the whole town down, and he had to stop him. From doing it so there may be a similar thing with Cersei uh, when he decides he's going to have to kill her because she's well and of course she's already almost done that too she, she pretty much blew up King's Landing so, <laughs> so maybe she's yeah, got some she... other huge evil in mind that he's going to have to stop I'll tell you what if he if he does end up killing Cersei uh, Arya is not going to like that Arya wants that blood man yeah, yeah like she it. does um, Her list is dwindling down. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it. What if? What if Jamie kills Cersei because Cersei kills Brienne? How about that? How about? Uh... <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Daenerys. Daenerys Targaryen, the mother of dragons. Mm-hmm. Andrew, um, I'm I, I'm interested to see where her character ends up in this show. Mm-hmm. It seems, yeah, definitely. I, I think for the fact that so many people think that she's one of the untouchables makes her seem, in my mind, more along the lines of somebody who's going to die. Mm. The fact that people think she's untouchable. Right. Because she, I guess you could say she is the the quintessential person in the show. But mm-hmm. maybe Jon Snow. But uh, if not him, then it's definitely her. Yeah, if anybody feels like a trump card, she does. Yeah. You know? Um, um, so that's, that is definitely interesting. What about you, Chris? Um, oh, it does seem set up, doesn't it? They set it up so conveniently for her to be the one who takes it and takes the iron throne. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, and it does, it just doesn't seem like this shows MO. However, in the past couple of seasons, they have done things, uh, that, um, that make it look like she does have that protective plot armor around her. Uh, uh, the, the the biggest character, and I know we'll get to him, but Jon Snow has the biggest plot armor in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, but uh, she she hasn't really we haven't really we haven't really seen her in enough danger, I guess, yet to to see if she's been surviving a lot of different things. She's always had the dragons and people who some advocates behind her that's helped her through every little uh, uh town she's taken down or whatever. But um Yeah, John's died. 
Yeah, John has died and has come back, um, and 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 there's been multiple times that he's been in a situation he should have not recovered from, and that you know, the the magic of the of the show allows him to live every single time. Um, but uh, but it I, my I mean I don't know where I know we'll get into this at some point. I do feel like the show has been pointed towards a a female um uh a, a queen by the end of the the end of the series yeah i mean the odds are are that way right i think there are more female characters that we well no it's actually pretty even when i think about it yeah um, but um but yeah i i just i i don't know what to i don't know what to think it's it's one of those things where it's just too obvious i think i agree with andrew here that uh you know that I don't think she's necessarily untouchable. I think there's gonna they can find a way. Something will happen. Yeah, and that could be. You're right, Andrew. That could be the whole setup. You say untouchable, and that that is the almost the definition of her character is untouchable, right? Yeah. Like you know she should have burned to death, but instead now she has dragons because the dragons hatch. She should have burned to death a couple times, right? But she yeah. is a Targaryen and. Whatever that magic is that the Targaryens had where they can survive fire, she does that. She's got this group of people who are wholly devoted to her. Like, I mean, yeah. just insanely sycophantly devoted to her, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, She's the Helen of Troy of the show. Yeah, yeah. In, in the gra- her gravity has pulled in, you know, not just Jorah um, or, you know, Huchili behind Dario. You know, or but it's pulled in Tyrion. You know what I mean? Like the, her gravity is really in John, obviously. So she's got this strong gravity uh, that I think the show could um, pull one of its famous, you know, yeah, uh, flips. So. Um, I got a theory about the throne. Yeah, nobody's going to sit in it. We, by the way, we can um, we can hop off of any of this for discussion on yeah. anything. We, this is a, just a conversation starter. You know, to think about stuff, but um, but yeah, no one sits on the throne. I think the dragons are going to melt the throne at the end, and oh. that they're going to split Westeros into like sections. seven kingdoms. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes to me that makes the most sense, uh, and especially concerning her character, even if even if she dies, um, that the idea that this throne causes more problems than it actually solves. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, something will happen to it at the end where nobody, nobody takes it. We were talking about this on Sincast, uh, briefly, uh, just saying that, uh, you know, it, at the, you know, at the end of this, it wouldn't shock me if the, just, it's just destroyed and nobody yeah. gets it. And, and, you and know. her vision has kind of, you know, said that too, like her vision of the throne room and ashes and, you know, that kind of thing. I don't so. remember that. Didn't didn't Daenerys have it, or was it Bran that had the? Somebody had a vision of the throne room in ashes. I yeah, know it might have been Bran actually. Three eyed raven, the future. Or I thought for sure it was Daenerys, but it might have been Bran. Speaking of Bran, let's yeah. jump to him real quick. Feel free, man. Because that guy is going to warg one of the dragons. I, I think that's it's <laughs> well. Uh, the original Three-Eyed Raven said, you'll never walk again, but you'll fly. I mean, they can't make it more obvious than that. Well, that could be the... Yeah, but that could be just as a bird, right? Like... Uh, I mean, come on. The show <laughs> yeah. has set this up to where it's you like, know, he's gonna... Uh, Drogon is that the main, like, the biggest dragon? Could be. Yeah, I think he's gonna warg Drogon, and he's just gonna burn things. That's all he's gonna do. Yeah, he's gonna... I'm he's still gonna, mad at him for killing Hodor, though. He's, he's gonna do some Trogdor. Do you he's think... Burninate all the villages. 
Do you think there might be more of this time loop stuff that happens too, where like uh, I want to talk about uh, this because the Hod- the because the Hodor thing was a big time loop thing that was a really cool addition to the show. Now it would be it would be almost tragic for it to be just used for that one instance. Well, here's the thing: I've been it's thinking true. about this a lot. I've I the time travel thing scares me so much mm-hmm. because you can bring down. Big houses show. of cards, an entire show by messing around with time travel. Like yeah. it is, it is tricky um, because you, you know, you bring out time travel and you will have, you know, Bruce Willis is wanting to explain, not wanting to explain it with straws. And yeah. then you will have George, Joseph Gordon Levitz who want to know exactly how it works. So um, I think it was Jeff Daniels, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I thought it was Bruce Willis. Now, Jeff Daniels was the one who was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'll just fry your brain. Well, oh. whatever happened in Looper is what he said. <laughs> yeah, right. whatever happened in Looper. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so uh, so I'm very scared about time travel. I like how the <laughs> I like how Hodor was handled because it always was mm-hmm. right. Like, it, and that's that's like Twelve Monkeys does this. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite time travel movie because everything always exists that way. Time travel may exist, but it doesn't change anything. Right. You just realize what it has already impacted. Yeah. Um, so that that works for me. But if you start talking about Bran being the Night King, which a lot of people are talking about, um, the idea that he you know, has gone back in time and he's the one leading the White Army for purposes we don't understand yet, that he is influencing events uh, that he is that he is the one that led them to the the dire wolves, like you know, different ideas that you could come up with of you know uh, what Bran has been. Once Bran starts getting his fingers in everything, it, the the I don't know the the meaning of it kind of diminishes a little bit, right? Because yeah. then it just becomes oh, it was all predestined, it was all preordained. Yeah. So it just it concerns me a little bit. He's obviously the most powerful person in all of the world, pretty much. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I I can see that being uh, at let, just playing devil's advocate and saying that would be where they were going, where he he becomes the Night King or has been the Night King this whole time. Uh, it would I've make sense if he's see, what now. I've never heard that theory before. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm confused. The 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 theory that Aaron put forth this theory, right? <laughs> He's the one who said <laughs> no, this theory. Well, I've heard I've heard other people's. I should I should make a uh, I should make a um, what's the the word disclaimer right now? Any theory you hear from me, I probably heard from somebody else. I will let you know if it's original to me. No, no I don't. <laughs> but I, don't I don't mean that. I, I think I was just. I think I was. I, I stumbled a little bit because because oh. Andrew said this is a theory I never heard of before, and I just thought. For some reason, I had said something new that you oh, didn't no, just no, no, say. No, no, no. And, no, I'm sorry, man. And and and, and I and I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, no, uh, playing devil's advocate for that though, it would make sense uh, if Bran has seen all the possibilities and all he just all he sees is just nothing but. No matter who's on the throne, there's just this destruction that keeps happening. And people keep on scheming and people keep on doing all these things. And in his mind, it makes sense to just destroy all of it. And um, and because that leads to another part of this whole discussion, how in the world are they going to kill these white walkers when they mm-hmm. can just keep, you know, no matter what happens, they can just keep uh, rising from the dead. And, of course, it opens up the possibility of every character on this show who has ever died coming back. 
Um, yeah, that's some of the other fun theories involve the crypts at Winterfell and all the bones that are down there and the dragons that they've talked about being under the ground there and mm. that they would raise, you know, the crypts of Winterfell. So you might you might see Ned, you know, coming around as a White Walker. Oh, man. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> well, you know, that that just reminds me of Eris, you know, when he kept saying burn them all. He was wanting to burn all of King's Landing because he knew about the White Walkers. And he's like, I've just got to burn all my people so they don't turn into these monsters. And then Jamie stabbed him in the back. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else about Bran before I pop another name in front of us? Go for it. Um, we haven't specifically talked about Jon Snow. We've talked kind of around him. I think the one thing um, that you were talking about, about his plot armor, uh, Chris, uh, is you know finding out he is Targaryen and Stark, mm-hmm. like both legitimately, is... It's the most ta-da thing, yeah. thing that the show has done because that means he should be the ruler, right? I mean, yeah. he's both. It and it's it's the that's the thing too is there's so much about this show that revolves around him. That's how Weiss and uh, I'm trying I can't remember the other guy's name for some reason. The creators of this show. Um, oh, Lindelof. Lindelof. Mm, no, no, it's DB Weiss and. What's the other guy? I thought it was... No, Damon Lindelof didn't have anything to do with Game of Thrones. Uh, David Benioff. David Benioff, Benioff I was is close. the name that I'm trying to think of. <laughs> um, but uh, the whole the whole reason that they got this show was because they realized what Jon Snow's lineage was. Yeah. And that was the most important question to George R.R. R. Martin... And, uh, and the fact that, you know, he is, you know, he has died and he's come back and he was on the Island with all the white walkers coming after him and he lived through that. And, um, I mean, this is the part of the show. If there was any trepidation that I have about it, it's that all the stuff where the, the rug has been pulled out from under us so many times with characters that we were latching onto and thought that they were the heroes and, and everything, uh, it, finally, they've run out of that with him, and they are just make, anointing him the the king uh, mm-hmm. by the end of this because that it makes the I mean because they've done it so often in the past two seasons, uh, it makes the most sense. It's the happy ending. It's the one that everybody I I think most people would be happy with. Um, yeah, I think so too. Um, it, it'll be interesting because it is the it is the biggest opportunity, I think, with Daenerys. Those two specifically is the biggest opportunity for the show to really pull one more gotcha, you know, kind yeah, of moment yeah. on us. So it, it'll be interesting. Um, can we move on to the Stark, other Stark kids? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Sansa a little bit. And I'll start here because I have this feeling. I don't know where it comes from. I have a feeling Sansa Stark's going to go bad. Oh, I she's just, turning into Cersei. I yeah, I I have this sense that something in this season she's going to go against the Stark Targaryen alliance thing in some way because she thinks you know it would be better overall. And I I don't know where that comes from. I just I just don't see her where her plot go like where her story goes from here. If there's not like a big turn for her, yeah. If Arya doesn't like see it soon, then yeah, she's gonna go past a point of no return. Yeah, I just feel like she might be turning heel. What do you think about Sansa, Chris? Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially since when she reunited with Jon Snow, they all they did was bicker, 
mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, and and it seems to be you you would think that there's some reason that's the beginning of a rift there or something. And plus that uh, that scheme she pulled off on Littlefinger is it's dastardly. Great. Yeah, <laughs> it's just dastardly. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, you know, it does, it does, it does, um, make a lot of sense with, especially since what we were talking about with Cersei, uh, that, you know, that she was a mini Sansa Stark at one time. Now we're finding out maybe that Sansa Stark is a mini Cersei in training and she's learned from the best. She's learned from Cersei. She's learned from Littlefinger. Uh, and, and that's, and she's just realized she's think about all the atrocities she's experienced and witnessed. Uh, I, sh- I think she's a damaged character. Yeah, no, I, I she is the show. I mean, the show has taken some of its biggest flack for how graphic some of her trauma has been, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely a part of her story. Um, uh, let's move on to Arya. She has no name. Girl I, has no name. I'm sorry. The girl who has no name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, she's just an assassin at this point, right? I mean, yeah. she's, I mean, it's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> she has some of the coolest moments, but her and Needle just doing some work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there has to be some, you know, ending for her besides her just being an assassin. Whether she, uh, I don't know if she kind of sees herself as like Brienne in a way, like that fight that the two of them had, you know, the mm-hmm. little sparring thing was great. I don't know if she's just going to see herself like, that could be me in the future, you know, a uh, noble warrior fighting for what I think is right. And I don't know. She's an interesting character because, you know, she was she. The, no, she's not the youngest Stark kid. Uh, she probably is now. Um, but just to, I'm curious as to where she goes. I don't see them killing her off. But then again, I OK, at this point, I won't be surprised if anybody dies. Yeah. But I just have people in my mind like Tyrion, Arya that I'm like, eh, I don't I don't see what cathartic. Yeah. Where reason the payoff is. Yeah. What's the reason? Mm. So, yeah, no, I really like she that could character. easily just be. Um, I mean, you guys touched on it right at the beginning. She's an Eastwood, you know, girl with no name. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she even considers herself a Stark at this point, right? Right. No, that's true. Uh, that was the whole teachings that she had when she was in that temple. Uh, was that she wasn't anybody? So the uh, the idea that she would do anything in service to who shows up on the throne, I don't think she cares. No. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think she's just going to be quietly. Uh, getting revenge on everybody. And then I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she just died after she got done with her last victim. Um, all right. I'm going to start, uh, kind of running through the, those are kind of, I feel like those are the main, that's the main chunk of our characters, right? You know, you've got the hound in there that maybe is kind of right on that border of, you know, main company and then kind of secondary character. Uh, so let's, let's maybe talk about the hound in the mountain a little bit since you already mentioned Clegane bowl. Um, is there anything worth mentioning with those guys? Um, you could just going right off of Arya, the uh, the transition of a character archetype that he went through. You know, the Hound. You know, being, you know, just uh, I don't know if you would call him an assassin, but he was, you know, well, he was the Hound of Cersei. You know, just doing her bidding and stuff. Now he's a man on his own who uh, 
you know, I think the only thing that he really cares about now is fighting his brother and uh, fighting the White Walkers and chicken. Those are the things he cares about. Well, it's interesting because he was on Arya's list and then kind of worked his way off Arya's list. Yeah. Which is their relationship is fascinating. That's another thing about this show. All the different interconnected moments that these characters have. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. One reason why I don't think we'll ever get Clegane Ball, and I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> we won't. One thing I, I I think that the uh, the sheen or the luster of getting into that type of fight has diminished since, um, you know he he famously uh, just got brutalized in that uh, that fight uh, with the Viper. Oh yeah, the Mountain and the Viper fight. Yeah. Favorite and, uh, part of the entire and then, series. And then was zombified to come back to life, and we don't even know if the original mountain is in there anymore. Um, I mean, unless, was there anything in the show that, that has told us that the mountain sort of uh, recognizes his brother in any way? Yeah, I, I mean, it's been hinted at for sure that, that there's still some sort of cognizance in there about you know yeah. their relationship and they had that face off you know whenever all the leaders were you know meeting, you know, meeting. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so um, that may be as close so as you get I, to I, just, I don't know if they'll make a point to get them fighting for any for any reason um but you know uh, i mean there's always the hope as long as those two characters are still alive right yeah <laughs> the, the other thing about the hound that I, in in I, I don't know that there's any way it, it does kind of feel like lost or the X-Files. And sometimes where there's so many hanging threads, you have no idea how they're going to address all of them, nor do they really have to, you know, in my opinion. But, um, but one of those hanging threads or at least character developments is the hound's fear of fire. And yeah. that hasn't really been resolved in any deep and meaningful way. And I just wonder if there's going to be a moment where he has to face his fear of fire for a greater good or something. Um, I don't know. Yarp. I yeah, I just feel like I feel like there could be something. Did you know he's the Yarp guy from Hot Fuzz? Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yarp, Yarp. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start throwing out some names. Uh, just pipe up if you want to say something about them. Theon Greyjoy. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about his character anymore. Right. Really. It almost feels like okay, bye, Theon. Yeah. <laughs> he's like you're just destroyed. Yeah. Um. Uh. Samuel Tarly. Yeah. Now he is uh, a supposedly got a big, huge answer in store for these right. White Walkers. Um. So he has gone to whatever that mecca is for. Um, the library or wherever. Yeah, and he is he's learning some stuff that he's going to be a huge key character. Uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, killing them, which is, you know, the only thing that I can think of is they're going to build a big, huge, fiery pit and just have the White Walkers <laughs> go down like lemmings into it. I don't know how in the world that's going to happen. <laughs> um, I think you talk about bulletproof. I think Samuel Tarley's the most bulletproof character. Yeah. I, th I, I think of any of these, you know, persons of interest that we're going to go through, I do not, I cannot see how he dies because he's the, he's the storyteller, right? Like, I, I think I said this on Sif Pop, maybe when we were recently talking about it. Yeah. I feel like Samuel Tarley is George R. R. Martin. Like, that's his, you know, persona in that character. And I think he is the one that eventually writes A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Speaking of which, I heard an interesting theory that the the three lines in the O are representative of instrument strings, like on a guitar, like the O is like the opening and the, the lines, mm-hmm. and that, that music will play a large role in this, this is a theory, in this season, and somehow be part of the saving, and that, you know, the song of ice and fire is actually a song, and different things hmm. like that, so anyway, I, thought, I thought that was interesting, yeah. I thought I'd pass that along. Um, let's do a Varus. Do anybody want to talk about Varus? I have, I have one thing I would say. There's another unresolved thread is his hatred of magic, right? What is up with, uh, oh. Varus and that she wasn't the original red witch, but they met that other one who actually knew all about him. And then she walked away and we never saw her again. Well, oh, that's yeah. because, because Varus from the very beginning has said, well, you know, he told the story to Tyrion about how uh, a wizard, or I forget what he called him, but, you know, somebody who used blood magic or dark magic is what took his genitals away. So, like, that is his story, is is hating magic and, you know, strange mystical things. And he is, like, there, him and, what is it, um, Melisandre? Is yeah. that the, the Red Witch's yep. name? Like, they're, yeah. they're going to have a moment. Like, I can just feel it. Um. Because that is that's like his whole mo is his hatred of magic. So I don't know where that yeah. would go, but and, and and he's been sort of the what would you call him in relation to Tyrion? If Tyrion's the moral center, he's more the ethical Logic. center, logical yeah. center. Yeah, that makes intellectual. Sense, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because uh, he's never been the one who's who's been sort of like on the side of the. Uh, whether they're good or bad, he's always looking in the interests of King's Landing. Um, that's sort of his his thing. He wants he wants the throne to be the right person. He doesn't care. He's sort of uh, um, I, I guess he's sort of uh, what would you say? He's the Spock to Tyrion's Picard, or no? Uh, to <laughs> I just crossed two Star Treks there accidentally. <laughs> yeah. He's the <laughs> No, he's the, you know, to Jim, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he'll he'll end up, but you're right. He does have that that more of a, it doesn't matter. Genetics don't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. matters to me is that the right person is on the throne. So that will probably have a moment. Yeah. Whenever you see uh, Tyrion start to be, you know, driven by emotion as opposed to, you know, anything else, uh, Varys was always the one to, you know, kind of bring him back and say, you know, this is the logical way to go about things. Uh, Jorah Mormont. Uh, basically, he's just uh, he's just uh, Daenerys's guy. Yeah, like he's dedicated his entire life, and he's one of my like top three favorite characters. He's a great character, but he almost almost is certain to die defending Daenerys. Right? Like that's. Do you think so? I don't know. They had that whole thing with him getting filleted by Sam. You know, well, to cure his his to cure, but you I think almost said he, Gray Skull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might as well be <laughs> dragon scale or whatever it was yeah, yeah. but uh, do you think that they would put him all through that you know the the fake oh he's gonna die just to have him die a different way I yeah I think they would okay. but I don't know I don't know uh, we do, talked you think, little... do you think do you think that it's possible that he finally gets her like no. she's no she you don't think so like, I don't. It's a no. big romantic story. Uh, if you were to have them somehow together, I don't. By the way, I don't agree. I don't think that will happen. Either. 
I just want to throw it out there uh, because it would be a big romantic story in that he was um, her right hand man. He had a fall from grace. He he tried he tried desperately to get back to her. Then she won his uh, he won her sympathies, and now you know he if he's back and and he does something, but he's like but. He, sort of what Aaron is saying, isn't he just, he's sort of that romantic character that's sort of uh, going to end up being a tragic character before it's over. Like feels like it. His whole life is in service to keeping her alive and keeping her where keeping her uh, path moving. Yeah. He's, he's pining. He's pining for her fjords. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He's a friendzone Mormont. Yeah. Yes. That's correct. Uh, let's see. Brianna of Tarth. We've talked about a little bit of her love triangle already. Um, any other thoughts on Brianne? She's great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. another good character. Uh, Melisandre we mentioned. Um, we mentioned her, but the one thing related to that, I'm wondering if they're, if they're just going to keep the Lord of Light a mystery, like, you know, just like any kind of religious type mm-hmm. of thing. Or if they're going to uh, get the Lord of Light back into this. Because everything that they've done in this show has failed except bringing Jon Snow back. And that's the one thing that bothers me about this Lord of Light uh, uh, thread that they've put through here. And, 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 of course, the one dude who's died like 50 times and has come back. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> they've um, recast uh, also 5,000 times. Is that yeah. Beric? Yeah, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, uh, that's, I would, I would hope they would do something more, more with that other than, oh, well we put this in here because we wanted Jon Snow to die and then he came so he could come back and that's it. It's interesting because my interpretation has been that for the most part, she's at least on to some, like, I mean, she had a demon baby, right? Like we saw her give birth to a demon baby that, you know, I don't think we're supposed to think that was imagined. Um, no, so, it was an assassination baby, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which, which, uh, what is the, what's the stupid animated baby movie? Uh, Boss Baby? Boss Baby. Boss Baby. That's the sequel to Boss Baby is Assassination <laughs> Baby. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the show handles religion in a very interesting way because everybody's religion appears to be true. Like the... Like, you know, the seven got or what's the tree one that's the Starks worship? Um, is it like the seven gods or I I forgot the I don't old know. gods. The old gods. Yeah. yeah, the old gods. And the in you know, the brand's connection to those trees is part of what, you know, helps him through. And then you've got the the forest children or what you know, this the yeah. show is very willing to be like, No, this stuff is real, you know, mm-hmm. when it oh, when yeah. it needs to. So um, but it's yeah, also, it I guess, showing how how easy it is to misinterpret. Uh, yeah, because and manipulate they, with how it. many times did I mean? Think about all the times they failed in this thing, burning people alive to try to <laughs> get you know Stannis to the throne, and uh, and just completely just doing nothing out of right. it. And and I'm wondering where they got that idea to do that. If it wasn't, if like all the other stuff, like bringing people back to life, they know how to do that. They can't get somebody to a throne. You know, it's just, uh, it's an interesting, fascinating thing to me. Um, okay. So Braun, we haven't talked about Braun. Braun's Mm -hmm. great. Braun is great. And he's, he's, he just, he's, he's just this independent character. Like he's rising through the ranks somehow (laughs) just because he's charming. 
if there was a character vying for funniest uh, aside from Tyrion, he would probably be second. Agreed. Oh, when those two get together, it's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Bronn's like a fun watch, but I'm not sure exactly what role he has to play left other than comic relief or, you know, just kind of being a buddy with somebody. I think his big story arc has already happened when he shot the dragon with the spear. Yeah. I think that was his big character moment. Uh, Let's see. We are kind of going into, uh, I would say, the third tier at this point. We've got uh, Euron Greyjoy, who has uh, gone back to get the Golden Army for Cersei. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's kind of double-crossing, which makes him a bit of a villain. Oh, yeah. He's totally a villain. Uh, Tormund. We haven't talked specifically about Tormund, Giant's Bane. He's just great. (laughs) I love that guy so much. He loves Uh, to fight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, beard. he's he's sort of already filled his role too, right? He's got feels like it. it you know, he's gotten the uh, the people of the north sort of, uh, you know, raring to go and you know, allied with everybody else when before they couldn't, they could never find that alliance. All right, here's where I'm going to show my ignorance. Is it Gendry or Gendry? I've heard uh, both. Have you heard both? I think it's Gendry, though. I, I think it's Gendry as well. That's my instinct, is Gendry. Yeah. Um. You know, he's may have a role to play. He's got that hammer. That's right. That's right, oh, he yeah. does. Um, Yara Greyjoy, the sister. Yeah. So Maybe it's just I don't care about the Greyjoys all that much. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, speaking of Grey, Grey Worm. We can talk oh, yeah. about the Unsullied and Grey Worm and, you know, that whole... Uh, uh, Missandei is maybe her name that's with Missandei. Grey Worm. Missandei. Yeah, Missandei, uh, with Grey Worm. So I don't know what role they'll still have to play other than being, you know, part of Daenerys. Uh, yeah, I don't. And uh, yeah, these characters that you're bringing up, if they have any kind of role, it'll be one small thing that may lead to big things. But, um, right. I, I doubt that they'll do anything major. Um, uh, the it is interesting with my uh, my thought that a if the, if that if someone does take the throne at the end of this and it's a female, you know she has a very outside shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Masandi. Um, yeah, what's that? Masandi. Oh no, just Yara Greyjoy and all. Oh, that. okay. Like, I was like, you said, yeah, yeah Masandi taking the throne. That is a really outside shot. You want to yeah. hear my long Masandi shot? Masandi would be very very yeah. Right. yeah. My long shot for a female taking the throne. And this is one of those third tier characters that is in the 30 persons of interest is uh, Liana Mormont. Yeah, I was thinking she about is that so too. great. Yeah. I love that character so much. Wouldn't that make you happy if it at really the end would. of the day everybody fell, but Liana was ruling? I'd be like, yes. I yeah. think everybody could get on board with that. Yeah. She's so, like, what, 10, eight years old and she's like bossing people yeah. around. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think if, if, uh, you know, just the the whole world burns by the end of this, and there's only a handful of people left, and she's on the throne. Everybody would be like applauding for like an hour <laughs> after the show. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then these these are more. Are we going to see these people again? But they are persons of interest. Are we going to see Dario again? Dario Nahars? No, I think no. he's done. I don't no. think so either. Uh, Jockin, Jockin Nahar, the mini face man. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I think he's coming back. <laughs> Do you okay. think we'll see him as we've seen him? Do you think he's a secret character? Oh, that... like we've already, like he's already been involved and we didn't know it? Yes. Ooh, I like that. I, I do. Too. 
I keep I keep coming back to that, uh, and I don't remember what what outrageous theory we were bandying about last time we were talking about Game of Thrones on Syncast, but there was something about that uh, that moment where Arya sees him in the cage and help and she helps him, and that's how he ends up doing three things for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there's just something about that that makes me think maybe possibly like oh I think the outrageous theory that I had this would probably just turn the show on its head don't listen to me um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that it was that it's Ned Stark the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and that he put in somebody else in his place, um, and he's just been—he's just been working behind the scenes the whole time, and he can't show his face. He can't, you know, uh, somehow, just this whole time. Somehow, that would be the best thing ever and the worst thing ever at the yeah. same time. Yeah, right? that would be so like splitting down the middle, like so divisive. Oh, oh my God, people would be outraged. Man. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. But um, I, I keep on thinking that yes, he is some sort of secret character, and that he's going to make a you know a grand appearance. I like by the that. End of it. Um, Barrick, we gonna see Barrick again? Barrick Dondarrion, and we almost okay. have to, right? But I think so. But I don't know. There's a lot of characters that yeah. There's mean, seven episodes. Yeah. yeah, of course, seven episodes that are going to be longer than normal. But uh, you know, yeah. I mean, ha- I mean, I think anything. I think a lot of the things with the Lord of Light, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to explain a little bit, if not all of it. Yeah. Uh, this one isn't. Are we gonna see him again? Because we most certainly will. But will he even matter as Podrick? Okay. He's got to make them pies, man. <laughs> yeah. Got to please those prostitutes. Yeah. Podrick is one of those like secret awesome characters, right? They've given <laughs> right. him all oh, these different. Oh, Podrick! I was thinking of the fat kid who makes pies. Oh, you're thinking hot pie. Hot pie, yeah. yeah. Oh, Podrick! Yeah, he 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 likes to help out ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. Uh, they didn't even charge him. That's, that's how, right. Yeah. That's how good he was. <laughs> Uh, and the only one we we've already kind of mentioned, uh, but this is a character that counts in the persons of interest too. Is the Night King? We haven't specifically talked about the Night King, but we'll I mean, see we him have. Again. We'll but, see him again. Yeah, for I sure. Think we, yeah. we will see him again. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Well, Those are the, you, you did not mention my favorite character in the entire show. All right. Well, tell me about it because I, that was my next question. Yeah. Is there anybody I need to add to the list of persons of interest? Which, by the way, will double for our official uh, picking list for our game of predictions so okay so if there's somebody you want that you think you know you want on this list this is the time to let me know my absolute favorite character in the entire show is davo seaworth oh, oh i do yeah. i do have him in here i just somehow went by him let yeah. me see make, make sure yes i just skipped over him i apologize mm, yeah absolutely my favorite character the onion knight i mean he's great oh he I think he could possibly be a moral center well, for the yeah. show too. I was about to say, like, if there was anybody other than Tyrion, it would yeah. be him. Yeah, he is my absolute favorite character in the entire show. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you realized that I had skipped over him, but he's yeah. one of the thirty for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, it was so did you have any? Whenever um, uh, Stannis killed his daughter and he found oh. out, oh, it broke my oh, heart. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. That was the worst. Uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I feel like we've gotten everybody, at least everybody who's alive. All right. So there you go. Those are the 30 persons of interest. Uh, is there any other thing we want to talk about that we're looking forward to in the show? Any other moments or anything you don't feel like you or theories that you didn't feel like you gave enough attention to uh, during our conversation there? 
One theory I have is uh, Winterfell is going to fall immediately. Okay. The big battle is going to take place at King's Landing. All right. This is good. We can, Let's hold on that conversation because that will play into uh, one of the questions that we, oh, were, okay. we were sent. Right so, so, we'll yeah, we'll hold on to theorizing about that. Um, any other moments or theories or thoughts? Well, I think it's possible. Uh, now, I... Obviously, there's a lot of things that are possible when it comes to the Iron Throne, and we've we've destroyed it. We've put five different people on it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I also think that uh, the Night King. I think I can I can see a scene where the Night King sits on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they would end the show that way. I would be chilled uh, if they did. Uh, it would be it would be incredible ending to me, to me. Is that yeah. Just, Showing him just sit down and like put the crown on him and everything, uh, but it, it also could be a false ending where he, it looks like he's going to be the guy, and then you know Arya sneaks up and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, stab needle. Him. Yeah, what, what you got if, on my list as soon as I found out about you. Yeah, <laughs> what if that is the overall moral uh, census of the story? Is that humanity is unable to see past their own differences to see the bigger issue? That's and, very possible, and that's really their downfall yeah no that's supremely oh, yeah. possible for everything they had going for them they couldn't work together oh yeah it's very possible i would i would probably write it that way in this day and time unfortunately yeah all right before we get to the game of predictions one last question do you think season uh eight will be good what's your instinct yes chris yeah, I think it will be. There's no reason to think it won't be now. There's seven seven solid, amazing seasons uh, that I haven't seen any really deterioration in quality whatsoever. So Yeah, I, I totally agree. Maybe I should have used the word satisfying because that's a little more, you know, up in the air. I mean, it can be good and not satisfying, right? I think anything... I think a lot of different things that we've talked about today, however they end it, there's going to be a segment of the population that hates it. It doesn't matter what they do, right? Yeah, sticking Uh, the landing is hard. That's where they're going to end up. Uh, I go back, and I don't know if they'll do a Soprano-style ending, Um, but I, I remember when that first happened, it was just outrage. But now I don't hear anything but other than that was genius. Um, and so a lot of times the answers that a show comes up with, I mean, obviously it could go the lost direction too, where people are still pissed off about that. But Right. Uh, there are so but, many unanswered questions that seven episodes they got to get taken care of yeah well but but lost attempted to answer all the questions that's that was the weird thing about lost is that people don't hate it because it didn't answer questions they hate it because it answered them in the way they didn't want them to be yeah. answered. yeah so exactly so it doesn't matter it almost doesn't matter what you do like it's it's hard so it's gonna be fascinating it's gonna be fun to watch and it's gonna be fascinating yeah um, the nice thing, you know what the nice thing about the Game of Thrones has going for it in that respect, though, is it has already undercut so many of our expectations of the usual plot lines that yeah. no matter what it does, we can't be like, oh, I didn't know it was that kind of show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. From Ned dying to Red Wedding to yeah. so many things that they've done. Absolutely. All right. You ready for the rules for the ga- game of predictions? Okay. Yeah. So throughout the season, we're going to be awarding points based on our predictions in two categories. Who will be on the throne and who will die? 
So you're going to draft a team of three people for a throne team and a death team. All okay. right. So points are going to be awarded as such. If you have a correct death, a person on your death team who dies in episode one, you'll receive seven points. That will decrease as the season goes along. So if somebody on your death team dies in episode six, that's two or in episode two, that's six points. If they die in episode three, that's five points, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, you may change your thrones picks for who will end up on the throne at any time, but you only receive the points for consecutive episodes that you have them. So if somebody ends up on the throne that you had at the beginning, that's seven points. Uh, if you change it to somebody you know, around season or around episode three, that's four points, etc. Um, so you can change them from people of uh, persons of interest that are still available, I should say, that are still free agents. Um, because we, there's no doubling. I don't know if I mentioned that we're going to pick teams in a, like a draft kind of process. Um, so then if in the case that the more than one person takes the throne, you will receive points for both. If the kingdoms are divided, you will receive points for who rules at King's landing. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If, okay. if no one rules, so if you know, it's destroyed, like we've talked about, no points will be awarded for the throne picks. Okay. Uh, you will receive a negative point if someone on your thrones team dies. So that's another just kind of additional point. So you'll get a minus one if you have somebody picked for the throne that, that ends up dying. Okay. Question. There will also be one bonus question each week worth one point. So. Okay. There you go. Does that make sense? Any questions? Yes. All right. What if one of our predictions was no one's on the throne? Well, that won't be an option for one of our predictions. Okay. We'll actually pick from the persons of interest, a team of three. All right. Um, the, the, I mean, if you want to put that as one of the options to draft, if all three of us agree, that's fine with me. Um, what do you guys think? I like it. What now? What's the... Andrew is is uh, Andrew has put a motion on the table uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we add no one on the throne as an official possible draft choice. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. All right. Um, since I knew about this game an hour or two before you guys, uh, I'm going to uh, pick a number. Um, be or I could flip a coin. That's probably even more fair than picking a number. Okay. Um, if I had a coin. I can't help you there, bud. Here. Uh, this up <laughs> is heads. This up is tails. Ready? Well, somebody will have to call it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I figured you were calling it since you were... Oh, no, no, no. I was going to... Between you two, I was going to let one of you draft first. Uh, so I'll let Chris go first. All right, Chris. You get to draft first, and we will start with our Thrones team. Uh, who's okay. your first pick for the Thrones team? And if you need me to repeat any of the persons of interest, I can certainly do that. Okay. By the way, I am absolutely fine with being completely wrong. This is going to go unhinged, guys. It's going <laughs> to go completely unhinged because I, I know... I know how everybody else wants to pick. I'm going to pick. I'm 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 going to be in a different plane on this one. So nice. my first pick is Cersei Lannister. Ooh, that's not I, that is not a bad pick. It is very possible, knowing George R. R. Martin, that Cersei could be on the throne. So Chris has Cersei on the throne. Andrew, you're next. 
No one. All right, he's taking no one with his first pick. Would that mean Arya too? <laughs> no, Arya does not count. Yeah. Does she count as no one. one? <laughs> no one. <laughs> All right, uh, my first pick for the throne. I'm going to go ahead and take Daenerys. All right. So, um, and let's let's. Uh, is it okay if we snake draft? I didn't say that ahead of time. Is that it okay? Works for me. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm also going to take Jon Snow then. Okay. All right. All right, Andrew. I think it's Chris, isn't it? And then No, it's Snake. It would oh, be you. Be oh, you. okay. Night King. Ooh. Oh, you. Chris didn't like that. Sorry. No, but... that was my next pick. <laughs> oh, no. um, this is exactly how a snake draft works, by the way. You got yeah. my pick. Um. Uh, all right. So then, um, let me think about where I was going to go on this. Um, I had it all in order. <sighs> Sorry about the dead air. I'm no, thinking. you're good, man. Take your time. This is important stuff. <laughs> it very much <laughs> is. Um. Oh, uh, Sansa Stark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Me again? And is you again? Or, okay. Uh, no, no, it's Chris again. Chris gets another pick. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, Fill out your team. Who's your third throne pick? Okay, third throne pick will be. Uh, hmm. it, yeah, he took Night King from me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I, I will. I will go with Leanna Mormont. Ooh, I love it! You stole my long shot. All right. All right. Chris has his Thrones team. Andrew, complete yours. Bran. Ooh. Do you get double points if Bran is the Night King and on the throne at the end? No. <laughs> I think you might. Well, I already chose the Night King anyway, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, um, hey, that would work out perfect. <laughs> all right. I'm going to complete my team with Tyrion. Nice. All right, so our Thrones teams are Chris seeing on the throne Cersei, Sansa, or Lyanna Mormont. I love Lyanna Mormont on the throne. That's so great. Um, you're welcome. Uh, that is my original <laughs> idea, by the way. That isn't what I heard from somebody else. Uh, and then on Andrew's team is Bran Stark, the Night King, or no one. Yep. So... We've got we've got Chris going the female direction. We've got Andrew going the dark direction. Yeah, and I'm just going with the chalk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Daenerys, Jon Snow, and Tyrion uh, are my three picks for the throne. All right, let's go with the death team. And if it's okay with you guys, we'll just reverse the order. Okay. Or okay. since we stay, I guess Andrew, you could pick first. In I got a question. Yeah. Uh, so for the death. Is this for the entire series or just the first episode? So how the points work okay. is they're on your team until they die. Okay. And you get more points the earlier they die. Okay, I got you. Does that make sense? Yes. So if they die in the first episode, you get seven points. If they die in the last episode, you only get one point. I got you. Now, uh, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. All right. And and uh, and this is not, these are not picks that you can swap out unless somebody dies. And when somebody dies, you actually do get to fill that spot with somebody else. Okay. All right. So I go first. Yes. Okay. Theon. All right. 
Theon Greyjoy on the list. Why am I not seeing him? Probably because I just don't want to. Okay, there we go. Andrew's death team. Pick number one is Theon. Um, do you want to go second or third? Chris, I'll let you decide. I'll, I'll go third. Okay. Then I'm going to take... Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take Euron, Greyjoy. Got to get rid of those Greyjoys, man. Yeah. All right, Chris, pick twice. Okay, so we have a we're we're trying to figure out who's going to die in the sooner the, earliest, the better. Yep. The earliest. Yep. Okay. Um all right. Let me think of some characters. Holy crap. Um is there is there still anybody with Bran? By the way, there's a yeah, no, nobody we mentioned in our persons of interest. Okay, so they're off the board. Correct. Okay. Um, oh man. And I can read through the persons of interest again if you want. Yeah, give me a quick rundown. Tyrion Lannister, Cersei Lannister, Jaime Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen, Jon Snow, Sansa Stark, Bran Stark, Arya Stark, Theon Greyjoy is off the board because Andrew took him. Uh, Samuel Tarly, Varys, Jorah Mormont, Brienne of Tarth, Davos Seaworth, uh, Melisandre, The Hound, The Mountain, Bronn, Euron Greyjoy, Tormund Giantsbane, Gendry, Yara Greyjoy, Grey Worm, Missandei, uh, Dario Naharis, Jockin, Beric D- uh, Dondarrion, Podrick, uh, The Night King, Lyanna Mormont, well, and then no one, but you can't pick no one for death. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I honestly don't like any of these. Um <laughs> uh but uh let you know what? Like I said, I I I I'm going to I'm going to see the world burn uh in this contest. So we're going nice. to go with Jamie Lannister. Ooh, Man, that's that not was a bad actually choice. One yeah. of my picks. <laughs> no, that's not a bad choice at all. All right, so that's your first one on Chris's death team. Um and then what would be my second guy or girl? Um. Hmm. Let us go with. Oh man! Oh, uh, let's go with uh, Jorah Mormont. Okay, I like that choice too. Uh, let's see. So it's back to me then, and I'm gonna take Cersei. Even though I know it probably won't happen till later, I'm almost sure she's going down. She's so. a final episoder. Yeah, yes. at least I'll get a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Andrew, you get a pick, too. I actually feel this person's going to die in the very first episode. Ooh. Gray Worm. Oh, ooh. Mm, Ouch. Okay. okay. Andrew's death team takes Gray Worm, and then you get another choice to complete your team. I'm finishing off with a mountain. Yeah. Okay. That was going to be my next pick. Jerk. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, hmm, now I got to think. Now I got to think cuz I was going to go with the mountain to fill out my team. I'm going to uh, Did you pick Beric Dondarrion? Okay. No, quit trying to plant stuff in my brain. Um <laughs> I I'm 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 going to count on a Greyjoy bloodbath in the first episode just get them off the board. And I'm going to go with Yara. I'm going to go with Yara Greyjoy. <laughs> okay. Okay, I have Theon. You have uh, Yara and, and Euron. Euron. 
Uh, all right, Chris, finish up your team. Who are you picking for your last spot? All right. If if this happens in the first episode, you know where this season's going. I'm going to pick Varus. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that would that would suck. <laughs> all right. Our official death teams on Team Chris, Jamie Lannister, Varys, and Jorah Mormont. I like those picks. Good picks. On Andrew's team, uh, death team, Grey Worm, uh, The Mountain, and Theon Greyjoy. Another another great team. And I'm on the Greyjoy train as well. Uh, Yara, Greyjoy. <laughs> Euron, Greyjoy. And then I'm taking Cersei as a safety pick. Uh, so there you go. Um, all right, guys. So we'll see how that goes. So every episode we'll check in. I feel good about my teams, actually. We will check in. <laughs> and every episode you will you will have an opportunity to swap a throne pick if you want, or refill a death pick if somebody dies. Okay? All right. Uh, And that's how that will go, and we'll award points each episode, and we'll see how this goes throughout the season. Uh, The bonus question for this week, uh, and by the way, if you would like to send in your bonus questions uh, for certain episodes after you watch episode one and you want to send a bonus uh, question for episode two, feel free to send that in to us. But the bonus episode, uh, the bonus question for episode one is, Will a dragon kill a human in episode one? Just a yes or no answer. Chris, we'll start with you. Yes. Andrew? Yes. It'll be it'll be the death death dragon. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it'll be the dragon that kills all the Greyjoys. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, it's gonna be that ice dragon. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with no. No. So there Here's we go. Here's a question. Here's a question. If and, and this and this is a I, I'm assuming I know what the, where the answer will lie on this, but remember at the end of this past season, we saw the ice dragon destroying the wall. Right. If there is a continuation of that in season eight in the first episode, does that count? Mm. And you see, well, in my mind, die. oh, I guess I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should have clarified. In my mind, I was thinking a person of interest. I wasn't just necessarily thinking like a random oh. human. Well, oh, I thought it was just a human. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, you, the way you said it, you <laughs> no, said you're right. kill a you're human. Right. No, like, you're right. Which yeah. way do you want to go with that question? Well, if, I'll let you pick. <laughs> I, I think we can go with any human. That's fine. I just there's more interpretation with that. Yeah. Um, but if it's if it is a side character that gets killed by the dragon, I think the stipulation should be it's actual eaten by the dragon or by dragon fire blown directly on them. I don't think it can be like consequential death due to melting the wall or. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. I, I still yeah. think a dr- the ice dragon will freeze someone to death. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That would count. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, does that change anything with your answer, Chris? No. I'm okay. I'm going to stick with yes. And this is all post previously on Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. This is actual episode stuff. All right. Yeah. I think that like right outside of Winterfell, there's, you know, like all those little farming communities and stuff. One of them's going to get iced <laughs> in, like, in like the first five minutes. Um, all right. Uh, so there you go. There's the game of predictions. We will see how all that pans out next week. We will finish off with your questions. If you have a question for Sift the Thrones, uh, please send it to feedback at siftpop.com. We have a contest going on. We will do a drawing at the end of the, the uh, season for between anybody whose question we use on the show. Uh, we will do a drawing for a, a Daenerys bust. 
that is, I think, a $99 value. So it's a really nice bust. Uh, so excited to give that away to somebody. But again, if you want that, just send feedback at sifpop.com. Your questions, by the way, we do prioritize audio questions. We love to hear your voice on the show. Uh, that's what uh, Trevor did. So let's listen to Trevor's question. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Chris, and whoever else will be on the podcast. Uh, Trevor from Baltimore here. I just want to know what you guys think of the, uh, just, they have so many loose ends to tie up and obviously, you know, a lot more story to tell. I would imagine that they're going to have, you know, a big battle at Winterfell, uh, with, you know, the Night King and the, and the whites and stuff. But in my opinion, I'm just, I'm assuming they're probably going to lose that battle and then they're going to be forced to go south, you know, towards Cersei in King's Landing and then, you know, have another big battle because I, I, I don't know, I don't think they're going to tie it up with, um, you know, them winning the Battle of Winterfell and then ending it with trying to kill Cersei. Um, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on all this. Thank you very much. Big fan of uh, Sif Pop and, you know, the Syncast, CinemaSins, all that stuff. Um, thanks, guys. Thank you, Trevor. So basically his question in was, is with so many loose ends to tie up, what will the progression of the season B. Now, Andrew, you kind of touched on this already with thinking they'll do Winterfell first. So do you want to expand on that? Oh, well, my prediction really was Winterfell was going to fall within the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and the rest of it is just them huddling every single person they can within the walls of King's Landing. And then that's where the final battle will take place. So you don't think the King's Landing people will come up towards Winter Winterfell no. uh, at all? Okay. It's all th- going to happen in King's Landing. What about you, Chris? Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Winterfell is probably your showpiece beginning part of the season. Uh, it makes the most sense, considering that's the first big place that they'd run into, right, uh, uh, as they've been marching on um, uh, once they get past the wall and so on. So, yeah, that's like the first big place. I think there's some other little scattered uh, houses and stuff before they get to Winterfell. Um, so yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, the, the question then becomes though, how long does it take them to get to King's Landing? Cause as we've seen, uh, they, the show can make it, uh, happen and make it, make their journey the length of the season, or it can be the next episode. Right. Um, and, uh, I'm wondering if, if, uh, if King's Landing is even going to be a, a part of anything by the, the middle part of the season, they might get driven back far enough to where they're like going back to where, where Daenerys came from for all I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what Andrew says makes the most sense. I mean, the King's Landing has to be that centerpiece, right? It, it feels like it should be. Um, yeah. Cause so we've like, got to get to the iron throne, right? Like, I mean, that, and, that has to be where we end. And uh, that um, that uh, what is it the 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 fire stuff that Cersei used and that um, uh, Tyrion used in the wildfire wildfire that seems like that might have some use at some point as well. Is there any uh, left? I was gonna say, did she blow it all up, destroying the cathedral? They may have, but don't, isn't don't doesn't she still have that guy who was synthesizing it in the first oh, place? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Um, so I, I feel like that there's still a, there's still a chance that he's like been making a store of that, uh, ready to go. I mean, yeah, we may think it's been all blown up, but, um, I feel like that guy's still gonna, 
what's his name? Is it Quiburn? Yeah. Kyburn, uh, yeah. Kyburn, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's, uh, I mean, and there's no telling how many other inventions that guy's got up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling he'll be a, he'll be a minor character, but major player. Let's uh, pour one out for Kyburn who didn't make our 30 persons of interest. <laughs> <laughs> before, before you jump in, Aaron, with your prediction, sure. I, something just popped in my mind. The White Walkers aren't the only ones that bring people back from the dead. Melisandre brought John back from the dead, and mm-hmm. Kyburn brought the mountain back from the dead. Could we have a dead on dead battle? Like <laughs> Ooh, instead I would of White love Walkers, that. White Walkers versus the Light Walkers, the Lord of Light Walkers. Holy crap, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would be all on board for that. Because and and, and hopefully too, like they there wouldn't be, I mean, yeah, they they everybody who's been brought back except for the mountain looks like themselves of course they've had like five different people playing the mountain over the years but (laughs) but, uh but like uh i think that um you know and it and it would be oh yeah i think they should do that it would be so many i mean that would be that would add so many layers to the whole thing but i don't know if they have the time to bring back and who who would they bring back and why and why would they be more equipped to fight the white walkers than anybody else could they do a multiple amount of people who are dead uh do they have to do it one by one and so forth but i'd love that yeah that's great maybe that's the role that other uh crimson witch lady uh the one who seemed way more powerful than melisandre maybe that's what she can do she can like raise so many from the dead or whatever yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking about is there any other option than Winterfell battle losing falling back to King's Landing? The only thing I can come up with other than that is the possibility as slight as it is of the Winterfell gang teaming up with the Night King to take on Cersei. What? So hmm. this could play into the Bran is the Night King theory possibly if something happens in that first battle between them where it's like oh they're not completely adversary to us you know they they have a different purpose than we thought that's why you know they let some of us go before or whatever you know what i'm saying like if there is something about the night king's motives that could align with them because what i'm thinking is like what you say chris about them getting to king's landing how mm-hmm. do they get to King's Landing being pursued by the Night King and in the dead? Right? Like, I mean, they would just be overtaken. Yeah. There's no way for them to get back to King's Landing. I don't know how that would happen. So yeah, they would they would have to have some uh yeah, they would have to have some sort of uh tra- I mean a victory of some sort, like not a total like a Yeah. They'd have to drive them back in some way to be able to run away. Yeah, or trick them somewhere. I mean, if there's a trick they could, you know, trick them to think they were somewhere else, maybe, or, mm. but, and, and I'm just, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying I was racking my brain for how else it would go. Um, but it just seems like the most likely is that eventually everybody's at King's Landing and they have to convince Cersei to team up with them to take on the, you know, the Nightwalk. I would uh, I tell you what, this Bran is the Night King thing would sort of explain so many different things. The uh, the uh, uh, the at the end of that hard home episode where there's the whole arms raised, mm-hmm. come yeah. at me, bro thing, and and <laughs> sort of as a uh, as a uh, 
I don't know, sort of as a first signal to John that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming here to help you out. Right. I don't know. That would, it would, you you would, you would definitely, him being the night King would make you watch the whole series over again with new, a new respect. Yeah. Uh, I like this theory a lot, even though it, part of me is also like, well, God, then where do you go from there? Um, so, you know, for me, I, I, I would, I would love this series to just go completely crazy. I would be <laughs> totally fine with that. I think the only caveat is the fact that that one episode where John Tormund, the hound were all trapped on that little Island around mm-hmm. the ice. The, the night King was trying to kill him there. Are you sure? Yeah, he, are you yeah. sure he was? Very true. Or was he just trying to make sure they went back? Like, don't you think he would have been able to kill them if he really wanted to? Well, the re- reason why that uh, army stopped is because they thought they were going to fall in the water. Mm-hmm. So they were just waiting for it to get cold. And then the hound threw the rock and like, oh, it's... it's. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great, great moment. When he throws that rock, yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it's almost... It's almost uh, the Game of Thrones is Shawshank Redemption. Uh, right <laughs> right the through the growing. wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, one There's thing we... Go ahead, sudden Chris. Reali- sudden realization that occurs by throwing a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um that there's an Indiana Jones element of that too, or with the, oh, yeah. with the bridge. Um, anyways, the other thing we haven't really talked about, uh, it doesn't have a lot to do with this question, but we haven't talked about the dire wolves much at all either. And I know from people who have read the books, like I, I know a few people who've read the books and the dire wolves are so important in the books and so meaningful in a deep way. And so connected to the Stark kids. Uh, and it's interesting that the show hasn't really given them their, huge moment they have their moments here and there i wonder if you know one thing i wonder if dire wolves may come back from the dead like you know the ones that have been killed um Mm -hmm. and the other thing is i wonder if the living dire wolves will have a big role in the war to come i would imagine they would right yeah yeah they had uh the whole um reason i've heard for this is just that they didn't have the effects budget to keep showing dire wolves uh, uh over and over again throughout the seasons, but mm. now I feel like they can blow the whole budget uh, because they're in their last season and, you know, they, they don't have to worry about the money side of it. So, yeah, I think they should be uh, probably uh, more, but they they sort of painted themselves in a corner a little bit with this whole, like, m- maybe they didn't have enough money to show them uh, thing because they have become almost non-existent through the right. through the seasons so it would also at the same time uh be kind of weird for them to show up and be major all of a sudden yeah no i agree with all of that uh ready to move on to the next question yeah uh, this comes from christopher uh who asks uh can you do a sift sort ranking for every season of the show um, these are my personal rankings. He says four, two, three, one, five, six, seven. What do you guys think? Can you do a ranking of the seasons? Probably. Uh, you got to give me a second here. <laughs> sure. No, totally. I would, I would definitely have to take a look and see the episodes again, because I, I have not only watched this, um, week to week, but I've also binged it. So I, I mean, I'm completely lost on what season is, which. Right. Um, okay, I think I got it. For me, anyway. Season seven is my favorite. The very last really? one. Really? Yeah. 
I am glad we're not doing an official Sif Sword on this because that's my least favorite season. This last like, season? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I love season six, but I think season seven was a little bit wonky huh. for me. Then season six is number two for me. Then the first season. Then probably number four because I had the Mountain and the Viper fight. Then five and then three and two. Yeah, that's my list. Nice. Seven, six, one, five, or one, four, five, three, two. Uh, I would go season six is my favorite. Uh, just all the stuff that happened in season six uh, is just amazing. What what season was Hard Home? Five. I believe it was five. Let me look. I was trying to remember if it was five or six. It's five. Yep. Right. Season five. Um, episode eight. So I go season six, season five. Season one, season three, season four, season two, season seven. That's my ranking. Man, season six is so good. It really is. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I don't think I can do this. Um, no pressure. There, there. I mean, obviously, like you can, you can go back and look at. Oh, that's the season that has this episode in it. Right. But does that mean the whole season was good? Leader? Right. I, I like for instance season three, which I think both of you have ranked low. I had it um, pretty high. I think I had, had it third it or fourth. Yeah. Oh, okay. It has the reigns of Castamere. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but I don't know if that particular season. I mean, I'm looking at. It does have a lot of good episodes. It really does. Um, and then let's see, season two, you guys had ranked low, right? Yes, I did have season two third to the last. Yeah, in uh, in season or second two, to last, yeah. is season two the one where what's which season is the one with Jonathan Price as the uh, religious figure? That's four or five. Yeah, um, I think that, I would rank like the it Walk low. of Shame. Yeah, I would rank that season low for some reason. Although I want when on my on my second viewing of it, I liked that season a lot more. Um, but. Uh, whatever season that was. Oh man, this that was season it. five. Yeah, that was the finale yeah. of season five. <laughs> season okay. two had Blackwater. Yeah, that was the big episode for season two. Yeah. Um. And you know, I, I'm looking at season four right now, and it's got Lion and the Rose in it. It's got uh, the Laws of Gods and Men, which is an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mountain and the Vipers, amazing. The Watchers on the Wall. Gosh, I mean, um, can I just say they're all the same? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. They're all. They, I, I don't, I don't have a particular liking of now, you know, I think you brought up the one season that I have, uh, considered my favorite and that's season six. Yeah. Uh, because the, um, is it the, is it the episode? Is that the one? I mean, let's season see. six at battle of the bastards. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now and I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's season six or four five that had the um cersei blows up king's landing uh oh. no that was five was right Be- five yeah because it happened no 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 maybe it was six because is that blood of my blood because season five ends with her making the walk of yeah. shame doesn't it mother's mercy is the end of season five yeah. so it's season six man that's a great that, season yeah, season six is the season is my favorite yeah i agree yeah well, there you go. Uh, oh, season six had ho- the door. Mm-hmm. Had uh, the door as well. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I, I, by the way, I uh, don't mean to um, uh, rush us in any way. Uh, how, how long do we have? Because We're finishing I have up. My, because I have my uh, laptop on battery power, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's about to die. So we are, if we, you lose me... <laughs> Yeah, we'll just consider you the next fatality from Game of Thrones. Yeah, there you um, go. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. Actually, Christopher's question was our final question. So thank you, Christopher and Trevor. Um, we appreciate your questions. We are giving away that beautiful Daenerys bust uh, in a drawing from anyone who sends in a question that we use on the show. Audio questions are preferred, and you can email that audio clip or your quish, uh, written question to feedback at sifpop. Dot com. Well, we did it, guys. We sifted the thrones. Woo! Woohoo! I'm very, awesome. I'm very excited to hang out with you guys. Uh, every we'll record every Wednesday. This should be in your podcast feed by Thursday. We know we won't be the first Game of Thrones podcast to recap the episode, but boy, we're going to try to be the best. So that's yeah. that's kind of the goal. Uh, so thank you uh, so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for sifting the thrones with us today. Sift the Thrones is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at Spreaker.com/slash/StudioDNA. Thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. Uh, thanks to Larange for our theme music. Appreciate that. And thanks to our Sif Pop members at Patreon for making this possible. You can see all the perks at patreon.com slash Pop. Thanks to Andrew for joining us today. Always appreciate you being here, buddy. And you can listen to us on the Sif Pop podcast or check out more fun pop, pop culture stuff at SifPop.com. Thanks again to Chris Atkinson, who you can check out at the Sincast or on YouTube with Cinema Sins. And if you have any friends who love Game of Thrones, let them know about this podcast and that listening is easier than getting married in Westeros. We'll see you next time for episode one.